Welcome to the Triple M's Dead Set Legends podcast for Sportsbet. With Sportsbet's AFL Same Game Multi Tracker, you can keep track of your Same Game Multi all in the one place. Download the Sportsbet app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. Let's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. I'm legendary. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lockman, Lima. What a legend. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Oh, there it is. Yay. <laughs> we are the Navy Blues. Woo. We are the <laughs> There is a lot of wooing in, in a lot of wooing in the songs these days, isn't there? Oh, good morning, Carlton fans and everyone who's jumping on the Blues yeah. bandwagon because they have defeated Melbourne by two points at the MCG last night. They are through to their first prelim final since 2000. How good was it last night? Yeah, at the extraordinary. MCG? I mean, the Carlton story is unbelievable, but was last night seriously one of the best finals we've seen for the past decade? Can you think of a better final? Than that, what was it? Two points. He had the thrilling finish. Mm. The stories of heroism from Carlton and uh, maybe the choke from Melbourne. I reckon it is right up there. Oh, you I, just knew those Blues misses were going to come back. I mean, D's misses were going to come back to bite them. I thought Michael Voss summarised the game perfectly uh, right at the start of his post-match presser when he said this. I think we're all in a little bit of disbelief how it all sort of unfolded, but that was just a cracking game of footy. Um, full of errors, you know, full of mistakes, but somehow found a way through some will and some grit and some courage and were able to hit the scoreboard at the end. So I guess yeah, that's what matters was being in front at the end. I love that. A cracking game of footy full of errors. Yeah. And that's what it was, <laughs> well, wasn't it? But that's yeah, what but a the final pressure. Is. That's what a final is. And you're right, Kath, Melbourne squandered some opportunities. They, again, looked like they had the game. In their keeping, they were nine points up. They had all the momentum and they just couldn't put Carlton away, missing some goals. They left the door ajar and the Blues, well, they bowled right through it and uh, they now deserve their spot in a prelim final. It's been one of the great stories, I think, that we've seen in a long time where Carlton came from mid-year to where they are now and they should the fans should be lapping it up because, again, it was a brilliant team performance. Loved it. Yeah. Four wins from their first 13 rounds and now yeah. they're playing in a prelim oh, final. Extraordinary. <laughs> we were talking about it. They went into that Gold Coast game under all sorts of pressure. We were talking about infighting. Oh, and around the bye time, yeah. All of that. A board member sort of walking out um, or getting the, the sack in after that Sydney loss. It's just an extraordinary story. It's hard not to get swept up in the Carlton wave at the moment. And if you're walking down Ligon Street today with a bit of navy blue scarf, you've got a big strut there. Oh, there's, a, there's a lot of head wobbling going on down Ligon Street today. You are. Getting into that carbonara like no man's business. <laughs> carbonara. <laughs> Credit to the Blues fans, though. 96,412 yep. last night inside the MCG. Obviously, a fair few Demons fans, but the Blues fans are just so loud. You go, you two were there in percentage terms. Uh, Carlton fans v Melbourne fans there last night. More Carlton. Oh. More Carlton. Yeah. Would you say 65%, Carl- yep. 70% Carlton almost? Yeah, about that. It mm. was as loud at early in that first quarter. That was as loud as I can remember for a long time. Yep. Uh, Collingwood-Richmond 2018 prelim was very loud. It was absolutely mm. rocking. This is a club who hasn't been the finals for a decade. Now they've won two. Joey, how far? Carlton fans are listening. How far can Carlton go? There is a potential for Carlton-Collingwood grand finals still. 
How can they knock off Brisbane? They play the Lions. How far can they go? Oh, well, of course they can get to a grand final. It's going to be a massive challenge, but uh, they were sensational last night. No, Carlton fans, you did not dream it. You are through to the prelim finals for the first time since 2000 after a two-point win over the Ds at the G last night. It's packed at the MCG, absolutely packed. Carlton fans outnumbering the Demons. Semi-final on a perfect night to Cody for 35. Bangs it home. He's got two in the space of a minute. Botlock, who's going to play on 20 metres out, ran himself in a bit of trouble. But brilliant individual effort, Jesse Botlock. Kennedy, he's got Walsh. Do they finally get the shot? The man from Ocean Grove. Walsh checks on through. Fogarty. Wobbles the ball forward. Kurnow gets off his man. The Coleman medalist. The crowd will tell you everything directly in front. Cut fans, they are up. Botlock from 30. Big snap, Botlock. He's kicked it at Botlock. And the Blues rise again. It's a classic at the G. Akers, Blake on the mark. Blake Akers has kicked the goal with 56 seconds on the clock. They blast a four. Brilliant call, Mark Howard. I that think he probably call. lost his voice last night, as <laughs> yeah. did his wife. I was sitting next to her in the Foxtel box. She is a blues tragic. So <laughs> yeah, right. Howard's had a good night. <laughs> hey, you can listen to Triple M footies and mini-match of last night's epic semi-final between Carlton and Melbourne on the Listener app. All the highlights of the AFL finals in one place. Just search Triple M footy on the Listener app. How good was it, though, last night? Just, Joey, straight to you for your expert opinion, Carlton. Outstanding performance. Just, just a cracking, a cracking game of finals footy. It's it's everything you want in it. It was there was an arm wrestle. There was missed opportunities. And as Michael Voss touched on, at the end of the day in a final, you just have to find a way to win. Mm. And it looked like for all money in that fourth quarter, I thought Melbourne were going to hold on. They were going to do it, and the Blues just kept having a crack. Big moments from a lot of their players. Jay Z, I thought the strength again of the Blues was an even team performance. Everyone had their moments. They all played their part, and they deserved their spot. I thought early Tom DeConing. Harry Mackay was out of the team. Martin was out of the team. They needed someone else to partner Charlie Kernot forward. Kernot was quiet. May beat him yep. last night. So you think, well, if he's not going to have much impact, how do they get it done in the forward half? It was the Smalls and DeConing. Just, he, he looked like the player. That's why St Kilda and Sydney offered him the world to try and get him because you can see he can have that impact forward as that sort of second string or backup ruckman. He was unbelievable. But the last play, let's go through the last play, Joey. So Jack Viney on the wing. Turns the ball over, slaps the boot on the Sharon, gets intercepted, and they flip. What did you see after that? Well, they went into the corridor, as you need to do. Doherty breaks to the open side. Judd McVeigh tried to get a hand on it, made no body contact. Limo, mm. he missed Doherty. He's going to regret Allowed that. him Young to run player. on. Blake Akers was in the goal square because as a smart player with a minute to go and you're down, he rolled the dice. Blake Akers didn't run up to the wing when the ball wears there. He snuck forward and stayed mm. there. And held their shape. Held, yeah, got the transition turnover. And uh, and there was Blake at the top of the square. But uh, as we said, the missed chances from Melbourne were costly, but Carlton's cr- Full credit to them. They just found a way to win. And do you reckon Blake Akers, he just got excited, didn't he? Because he could have rinsed the clock. Yeah. Because there, there were 50-odd seconds left. But he played on. And only that nearly hit the post too, by the way. Oh, it yeah. wasn't That's him. just adrenaline, isn't it? It, it wasn't him by heaps. He had the mark there. The uh, adrenaline was pumping. Just kick the goal and, and worry about it later. Do you know what I think of Carlton this year? The resilience, right? The resilience mm. to hang on, to keep in the fight last night. The resilience of to turn it around mid-season. The resilience of Sam Doherty. He might not play this week because of his shoulder, right? He's played with one arm last night. Yet he in that marking contest, that ball came to him on the wing. Yeah. He stood under it. He was 
was strong. Judd McVeigh missed him, as you said, Joey. He had so, just come off the bench, uh, Sam Doherty, as well. He knew that there was, what, less than two minutes to go. Like, what a moment. That, yeah. that guy mm. has bled through some tough times. The ball comes his way. He does not know who or what is coming. Mm. He takes it, spins and goes. Like, unbelievable. And that is why Carlton fans went completely off their tree on the final siren. When I saw, you know when Doherty was down on one knee when he did his shoulder? Yep. I was just looking at him thinking, what's going through his head right now? Like, is he thinking about the pain of it or is his head going forward to, oh, God, I'm going to miss a prelim now or I'm going to miss it? Just thinking, where's it? But I couldn't believe he was back on the ground. Yeah. Massive I've, selection calls now, too, with Harry Mackay and Jack Martin coming back into the side. Yeah, and Michael Voss has basically said they will come back in. Yeah. So um, they will play. That'll add to their forward mix. I still think, yeah, they, they did lack that tour as, as good as De Koning was early with yep. a couple of those goals. Probably looking like Cunningham, Hollands, yep. Fogarty are the three yep. that they'll have to Can't decide from. Motlop, Motlop, not, Motlop, probably not now with the two night. goals. Motlop yep. had some moments. Um, Owies has been really important this year. So they've just got to get the balance right. Does Matt Kennedy hold his spot? He's maybe the other one that Ooh. might miss out. Can I ask you about that? What did you? I thought the, the Kennedy-Lever matchup was fascinating. How did you see that battle? I think Lever's still the nine intercept possessions, but I think the Carlton almost take that as a win. I thought Kennedy, who wore him like a cheap suit all night, um, you know, didn't do too bad as a defensive forward Yeah, role. he was okay. I mean, Lever took the six intercept marks. He was still pretty good. Yeah. And really, up until the last 56 seconds, it would have been a win for Melbourne, yes. the way they were able to nullify uh, Charlie Kernow. But... They needed others to bob up. Sam Walsh kicked the couple. Blake Gagas, we oh. touched on, kick a couple. Motlop. So it was, a, again, just a nice, even spread. And uh, and I thought they were brilliant. The Sam Walsh game. Yeah. Like, yeah. He is was it huge. A, he's had an unbelievable career. We're all doubting him, knocking him at the start of the year, coming off the back. Did you see when he kicked that goal? It was early, the first quarter. Mm. And he just licks his finger and then chalks one up on the board. <laughs> the Carlton fans went bananas. <laughs> so I love that. And that is a young player reclaiming his throne, right? He yep. was. Mm. He, he's the top. He's the top pick, and he misses the final, uh, misses the last game last year. Comes back. He was enormous last night, Joey. Yeah, he was. He was brilliant. We know he's a superstar. I mean, he's probably a future Brownlow medalist at some stage. He'll have a year where he'll pile a heap of votes, and he showed his worth last night with his run. So Carlton head to the Gabba next week to take on the Brisbane Lions. Of course, we all know the stats. The Lions undefeated. Uh, at uh, the Gabba this year. Sure. How much of a chance do you give uh, the Blues Got to be a week? chance. Got to be a chance. Go there. They'll be booking flights today. Who knows? Carlton fans, enjoy it this morning. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J, Kath and Lemo. Across Melbourne, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey J, Kath, Lemo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. So we celebrated Carlton. Probably time to talk mm. about the D's team. And, well, the fact that that's been a straight sets exit now for two years in a row. Joey, how much of a mental factor is this going to be? And also, we know how the media works. It's going to be a conversation next year. Yeah, this is going to sting now for Melbourne. Uh, they, they're going to have to, I suppose, reflect deeply and work out what it is and whether their footy and home and away season it needs to change to be able to prepare for finals or... Is it purely just they missed their opportunities, Jay-Z? This is where it's it's a fascinating line because Simon Goodwin for a long period of time banged on about we just missed our goals. We just didn't take our chances. Is that all it is or is it deeper? Well, he had this to say uh, post-match. I thought we got enough shots to win the game and we just didn't kick our goals. So in the end, it was an efficiency with the ball that cost us. I thought we defended incredibly well, um, but we just didn't execute in front of goal and we'll go to work on that. You know, it's two times in the finals where we haven't been able to do that. So that's something we've got to get better at. 
is it is it as simple as that? Well, that's the question. And how many times have we heard Simon Goodwin say this, even throughout the year? Earlier, earlier in the year when they were losing, it was our conversion, our our inefficiency. So when it becomes a trend and a theme, is it as simple as, well, we've just got to go to work on it. We, we like the way we play. We're going to keep going with it. Or do they need to change the way they play to get easier looks, to get better looks? It's... It's going to be a real fascinating period for the coaching group, what they think about their off-season and what they want to do going forward. But what if Max Gorn kicks that goal? Exactly right. Night? We're not talking then about Then we're that. having a completely different – or if McVie puts a bit it's of body on yeah. Doherty. And that's so right. And they'll no. say, well, we're happy with our game. Our game's in great shape. We defended well. Our contest is good, and we made mm. the most of our opportunity. So it is interesting. It's a bit like the Cats, Jay-Z. So for a long time, though, the way that Chris Scott had them playing, it worked. They were winning yeah. home and away games. They were good in finals but couldn't get over the, the hump. And then Chris Scott said, no, you know what? It's been good the way we're playing, but we can do it better. Yeah. And they took it to a whole nother level and won a premiership. Is that where Melbourne have to get to now and say, yes, we know our system works and it's good, but can we do it better? I spoke to Jake Lever in the room after the games. He was brutally honest in his assessment. He said, maybe we are too safe with our ball use. Maybe other teams are being more aggressive, and that's the way we've got to go in terms of the uh, system uh, assessment. But also, you know, in terms of the execution, we lured Petrarca and Oliver and some of those midfield bulls, you know, the running machine Langdon. Do they have the polish inside that engine room? Do they blaze away? Do they dump kick too much? Yeah, Petrarca turned the ball off over a couple of times. So we know they can win it inside, but do they have the... Um, um, do they have the polish? So that might be harsh because side pick I want to ask you about, Joey. First half, I think three turnovers in his first four possessions. Him and Fritsch didn't have much of an impact. They were very quiet early. Then they come alive. So he he, he smashes into Cripps. He'll get a match for that because I pick yep. it. You can put that in your book. He won't be playing round one next year. I don't know whether it rattled him. He, he come alive in, in the second half. He looks to me to be the player. Tell me if I'm being harsh here. I don't reckon there's anyone in the game who has bigger gap between his best and his worst. Enormously talented. Freakish moments. I feel like he can go missing. Am I being harsh on a young player? Uh, no, that's probably fair. He's, he's very inconsistent, but he's still young and he plays in a tough spot. You know, plays a tough role. I thought last night he he loomed as the match winner. He, he had some great moments. He was, you know, I liked he was coming out of the goal square. And again, he just missed a couple of opportunities that, that he would have liked to have got the same as the week before. But I thought he was pretty instrumental. I thought it was a, a really good performance and unfortunately he just couldn't finish it. The sub call, I think... Um, this might be harsh. It could be the one of the worst sub calls of the year of the season. Like what? Tom McDonald hadn't touched the ball for the second. He's had a shocking final series. Tom, I hate to say that. He's four months out of the game, comes back off a serious ankle injury. Did not go near it for two finals in a row. Could have been subbed out at halftime. They got Josh Shackey there, and he wasn't put into the game at all. Riddle me that team. Why, mm. why wasn't that change made? And was it the right sub call in the first place? Michael Hibbard... If that was him chasing um, Doherty on the wing in the final minute, would have put him in the row X, if you know mm. what I mean. Would have, would have smashed him. So I would have rather had Hibbert in the team. It was an unusual – I mean, Tommy just did, just didn't look right. No, but they had to play Tom McDonald. They didn't have any other options. Um, Shacky, yeah, I mean, obviously they went with the insurance policy of having an extra tall just in case Gorn's foot didn't hold didn't up. Didn't want or... to play him. Didn't want didn't No, that's end. right. But again, you say, was it a bad – I mean, with a minute to go, they didn't need him. They were going to win the game. So it's all these decisions. <laughs> you look back in hindsight and would a different sub have had a different outcome on the game. Let's have a listen to Goody on the sub. Yeah, look, we just wanted to continue to have a big body down there to just try and bring the ball to ground for us and, and help us out airily. You know, Shaq's a little bit of a different player to that. So, you know, we spoke about it a number of times about what to do. We felt like the game, you know, we felt like we're getting some quality in the way we we're playing. We just couldn't maximise it. So we held as long as we could. And in the end, uh, the game got away from us. 
Right, so this brilliant team won the 2021 Premiership. We all thought, mm. how good Melbourne? How many flags are they going to win? Or they've gone out in four finals since. Are they? Can they underachieve? I spoke to Jake Lever. He said, this is either going to make us or it's really going to haunt us. It's out to us. They face the crossroad, this footy club. Uh, there was a magnificent piece of journalism in the Herald Sun today by our Jay Clark. Can I, this is your Tom McDonald assessment. Oh, no. <laughs> you've, gone, you've given each player a score out of 10. Oh, dear. Tom McDonald, one. Yeah, picking him for the for the two finals backfired like an old Tirana. <laughs> oh, very, very nice. good. Now Peter Brock did win Bathurst in a Tirana, by the way. But, you know, but I, was, still, I get what to, you're saying. Yeah, it's I was, hard, I was hard sitting, to assess. Sitting there in the moment, thinking which car am I going to play? Hard to assess Melbourne because expected scores had them winning again by twenty points. Also, a bit expected scores on against the injury Collingwood. Front in you the know, like they're, they're not far away. But end of the day, the realities have gone out in straight sets two years in a row, so they need some soul searching. Mm. Yep. So five teams about to become four by the end of tonight. But there is a bit of news around Taylor Adams. What's happened yeah, here? Yeah, big scare at training yesterday on the beautiful bright sunshine. Uh, there at headquarters, he copped a nasty knock in some match simulations. So they're going pretty hard yesterday. The Pies, they got the neck, they got the weekend off, so they put their feet up now. But they're going hard in some uh, in some competitive play, and he copped the knock. I know he went from scans for some scans. I think the club will have a look at those. Across the week, not sure of the severity at this stage. They got their fingers crossed. If it's just a heavy corky, then um, you know it's a race against time, really, for him to get up. So if he were to miss, that would be oh, horrific. That's a blow. But Doing you know a match the sim and missing a prelim. Yeah, you know the player they got coming in is pretty handy. I was just mm. about to ask Nick Dacos, how's he going? Yeah, so lock him in. He's definitely coming in. Um, and if Nick, if Taylor Adams is okay, then they got a bit of another hard selection call to make whether. Oleg Markov uh, misses or drops out, misses his spot. You know, Jack Ginevan we know as sub. So that'll be a big call mm. for Craig McRae. But all the eyes will be on Taylor Adams this week as he battles to overcome what could be a pretty heavy cork for the preliminary final. They're in the box seat, the Pies. Who would they rather play, GWS or Port? I reckon they'd rather play Port. Smashed them by 10 goals yeah. uh, in round three, I think, at the MCG. And... And with the injuries to Port Adelaide's back line, they're just hanging on. Dixon's underdone. McKenzie's got a sore ankle playing tonight. So I reckon they'd play. They'd uh, prefer to play Port. GWS have got the run, which can challenge them. GWS and Carlton are the similar sides with the momentum, the fairy tale seasons, and yep. they'd just be dangerous in a prelim. Yeah, and Kelly and Whitfield, they need respect. Remember, GWS beat Collingwood in a preliminary final in 2019. Yes. So They're just all informed too, the Giants players, aren't they? Tom Green, Josh Kelly, Stephen Cornelio, fresh from that week off due to the eye injury, and he's had an unbelievable yep. season. And then Whitfield and Ash off yep. halfback. I mean, it's just they're humming. Yep. We we're just talking about Taylor Adams and uh, him. Worse well, than expected. Yeah, we just news. got the news. What is it? Hamstring. hamstring injury. So we'll miss this week. Definitely the preliminary final. This is a slight hamstring, minor hamstring. So we'll miss the preliminary final and you think in a real doubt for the grand final. So that is heartbreaking that for That is so harsh. Taylor Adams. Me. Yep. match sim and miss a prelim, potentially a grand final as well. Shattering. So Nick Dakers come, would come in. You'd think that's the silver lining on the cloud. But, I mean, he was a blow. I think he finished second in Norm Smith medal voting in the 2018 grand final, been really hampered by some knee injuries over the past two years. And he loves his footy. This would be ag- absolutely devastating for him. So thinking of Taylor Adams. Yeah, brutal. Um, Davis in potentially. Oh, well, yeah, it will be Taylor Adams out. Hey, it's been a wild ride for Carlton fans this year. Can you remember after round eight, they got thumped by Brisbane on Friday night and we took these phone calls on the Saturday morning. 
their mindset is completely stuffed. <laughs> there doesn't seem to be a, a game plan. They're just kicking it around willy-nilly. Nothing more about Harry Mackay. I would absolutely love it if I could have his words like balance so I could just rock up to work, do absolutely piss all, get paid a fortune and then go home. I'm 19 years old and I have seen one finals berth from this football club in my entire lifetime. I'm pretty confident to say that we would need a miracle. Sure, if we make the eight, that's all good, but we'll go out by 100 points in the first round because we're just not good enough. We can't compete. <laughs> oh. hey, 19-year-old has only seen one final first. He's now seen two finals wins. <laughs> what, a, what a recovery. And they picked up one of the biggest names on the planet as their latest fan. I thought he broke for the Swans. Who? Robbie Williams oh. was watching the game last night and live posted this post-match. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is it like this every year? Because I am so in. My God. De Koning's in the air. Everywhere I look around. De Koning's everywhere. Leaving bodies on the ground. And he's better than his brother. Even better than his dad. There's only one Thomas De Koning. And he's the best one we'll ever have. <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you love to hear 50,000 Carlton fans singing that? They, well, uh, do it. Do it, Blues fans. <laughs> yeah, that's, got, that's got to take off now. Oh, yes. it has to. Get on board, people. I'll tell you what, the Blues, they are feeling good, aren't they, at the moment? It is I'm, I'm loving watching it. Oh, yeah. me too. And it is funny to relive those calls because I clearly remember that yes. morning here in Triple M Dead Set Legends. They were going off. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to burst the bubble here, but is Robbie doing that because he's now a hardcore AFL fan or is Gil sort of the little brown paper bags? <laughs> I, some sort of... I, well, I don't know about the brown paper bags, but I hear a whisper that him and Gil are actually mates these days. Pally. Yes, they're mates. After the grand final entertainment last yeah, year. They've, they've, they've clicked. They've clicked. Hey, we love having Robbie on board uh, AFL. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Rusty, is it true you are in Singapore? It is true. Oh, I am here for the GP. You lucky duck. That's something I'm on my <laughs> bucket awesome. list, team, awesome. so I'm very jealous. Hey, you've done a couple of GP uh, special editions of the pod with Oscar Piastri and Liam Lawson, who is subbing for Dan Ricciardo. Is it true Dan is back in the pit lane there? What's he doing? He is, yeah. So he's not really doing much in the way of uh, media, a little bit of stuff with, with fans, but fundamentally he's doing engineering um, input, if you like. So he's helping the drivers, helping the team trying to, um, get this car into a, a better place. And the drivers say it's working. What he's offering is actually helping them. So the place looked amazing last night, Kath, under lights. Um, the Ferraris were quick in both sessions. And Red Bull, uncharacteristically, seem like they're a little bit on the back foot here with a couple of couple of glitches or, or unhappy cars. So we might have a weekend where the stranglehold gets broken. Oh, Ooh, looking forward to that. And Shane Van Gisbergen, well, I've got to say, after his success earlier this year, I'm not surprised, Rusty, he's confirmed he's off to NASCAR next year. And he'll be busy by the looks of the schedule. Yeah, absolutely, Limo. So uh, the rumours are that he was uh, approached by a number of teams after his success in Chicago, but he's opted to stay with the guys that he enjoyed that win with there. And they're going to give him an opportunity across the kind of the top three levels of, of NASCAR. They have a thing called the Truck Series, uh, Xfinity, and then the, the, the Premier or the top-level Cup. So Shane's going to be busy 
I think it'll kind of reinvigorate him. It's a, it's, it's a nice change for him. But their focus this weekend is obviously the 500 out there at Sandown. That's a big thing. The, um, the traditional kind of lead-up race to Bathurst, it's, it's an iconic event that at a place that you know, may well be on borrowed time as far as a, a, a race venue is concerned. So, yeah, it should be a cool thing there tomorrow. I always look, there, look forward to the Sandown 500, uh, Rusty. But the final piece of the puzzle in terms of the uh, driver moves all falling into place, what's a go there? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we now know that Nick Perkat, who's leaving the Walkinshaw team, and we weren't sure if he was necessarily going to surface um, and have a full-time ride. He's been able to ink a deal with Matt Stone Racing on the Gold Coast there. So uh, that keeps him um, on the grid and the, the the shape of the grid, if you like, for what it's going to um, be like in 2024 for supercars. It's had quite a bit of change compared to uh, to other years. There's lots to be excited about. A couple of youngsters coming through and, and you know, people taking over from Shane Van Gisbergen like Will Brown. So there's been uh, been a bit of movement and um, this is going to be a good weekend. I know it's footy fever at the moment there, but good weekend for race fans with uh, Singapore and Sandown. Yeah, Sandown exclusive on Fox as well. Hey, uh, enjoy Singapore, Rusty. Very jealous. Thank you. You have to put on your bucket list, guys. It's great up here. Very, very cool. Don't worry. It's on there. Thanks, Rusty. (laughs) See you, team. Bye. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Hey, we've still got a lot to come on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. We're celebrating Carlton this morning into their first prelim final since the year 2000. But we're going to switch our focus to Port Adelaide v GWS, the second semi-final live tonight from Adelaide Oval. Dom Cassisi is going to join us to preview it in the next hour. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joe J, Catherine Lemo. Across Melbourne, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. Let's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, good morning. We're celebrating Carlton today. I know we've been speaking at length about the Blues, but how could you not after the game last night at the MCG? Yeah, play it, Leroy. I feel like I want to jump on the Carlton bandwagon this morning. Oh, what would it like to be in Ligon Street? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be unbearable this week. I've got a couple of my best mates are Carlton supporters, and they are going mad. They are seriously off their heads. Did they you just call it. one of them? I what? did ring my mate. He flew down. He's on a family holiday up on the Gold Coast. He flew down last night on his own, mm-hmm. goes to the footy with his brother. He's on his way back to the airport. I just rang him. And all he did was go, da, 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 da. He didn't even say hello. That's how excited they all are. But what? they've been into it all week, haven't they? Well, Steph from Fox Footy, who you guys know yes. well. Steph picked me up from home yesterday to go to the gym. The car pulls up out the front. She could not have had the Carlton song <laughs> screaming more loudly in my street. Yes. People are walking out with, of their houses. With a Carlton go, flag. Yeah. I mean, the scarf, scarf out yeah, the yeah. car, yeah. What would it be oh, like uh, on Ligon Street today? Would it be going off its head today? Yes. Yeah. Yes, as, just, it, as it should. Yeah. yeah, just leaving the MCG last night. I don't yeah. know. You were there. It was mad. Tra- it was mayhem. Yes. The amount of cars just with windows down, Carlton song blaring, horns tooting horns. It was crazy. I was on um, Flinders Street train platform at about twelve thirty, yeah. laptop in hand. <laughs> And all, there was like every second person who walked past me, up the blue baggers, <laughs> just constantly on Flinders Street train station. So they're up and about. What a week. We could get the Carlton Collingwood grand final. Oh, it's a possibility. Gosh, could you course. imagine? Oh, my God. Wow. Someone that someone would, would be... die. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, that's, a, that's, that's a big prediction. <laughs> that's a little bit over the top. It is over the top. Sorry. I'll take that back. I'll just say it would be a great vibe yes. in Melbourne if Collingwood v Carlton in the grand final. It would be nuts. And grand final tickets. 
gets bit, become oh. a little bit trickier mm-hmm. to get. I mean, there's Carlton Collingwood or there's Brisbane GWS. <laughs> the, the, the extremes are pretty, yeah, they are pretty significant. What do you mean they'll be giving them away? They won't be giving away the tickets, will they, Joey? Brisbane Giants. I reckon Leroy will be able to get a ticket if it's Brisbane Giants. I had a friend of mine ring me to say, can you help me get a grand final ticket? And I and I said, just pray for a Brisbane GWS grand final. Yes. And you can buy one at the ticket booth on the day. <laughs> at a discount. And we are, we are, by the way, jumping ahead a bit. The Giants are even going to win tonight, oh, let alone beat Collingwood the yeah, week after. A lot kidding. to play out, but we will chat to Dom Cassisi, Kath, so that's good. Yes, just a quick one. So obviously Carlton into their first prelim since 2000. How much of a chance are they against Brisbane at the Gabba, Got to be a chance. Got to be a chance. Prelims, anything can happen. We've seen it often. There's normally mm. one result that's pretty predictable and one result that's that's a bit of an upset. So, oh, Carlton go there full of confidence. They are playing great team footy. There's no reason why they can't. It's going to be hard. Brisbane don't lose at home too often, but you never know. No. Some player has some extraordinary game like a Mason Cox. Something something, something weird always happens Charlie in a prelim, doesn't it? Yeah. That's what Leroy wants to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Charlie Cameron. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Limo, it is time for your top five. It is indeed. And did, did Max Gorn have a broken toe this week? Yes. Yes. Go to yes. You? yes, he did. For fully broken toe. Confirmed broken toe. Big right. toe. And he played with it. Very courageously. Mm-hmm. Good on him. Well, that leads to this week's top five. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's Limo's top five. Footballers to play injured. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Right there. Now, a lot of them play injured, don't they? Kelly? Yes, they do. Did you ever carry a big injury yes, in your game? I did, but uh, I had a little crack in my leg and played with it for a few weeks. A, a broken leg? Yep, had a little crack just below my knee. It I just got it jabbed. Uh, it did when I during the week, and then yeah. I just got it jabbed on game day and played with it for a few weeks. Couldn't yeah, feel right. your foot for a few games. So, <laughs> was it really high? Is that how you could play with it? The... Uh, it was just below that sort of lumpy bit on your knee, you know, the little lumpy yeah, bit right. on the side of your knee, just below there. How yeah, was your right. form with a broken uh, leg? I still went okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really remember, to be honest. So you had a Nick Dacos injury? Uh, it wasn't as significant as that. Right. But, Similar. Well, maybe. <laughs> no, I don't know. Was it in a final? Uh, no, just during the season. Just during the season? Yeah. That is commitment for you right there. Well, coming in at number five, Nat Fife, who played through the 2015 prelim with a broken leg. It was confirmed. Yes. Played the, right. the yeah. whole game. It happened in the first quarter and he played out the game with a fractured fibula. Tough. Mm. I mean, that is... I mean, now I just think soft when I see players carried off with a broken <laughs> leg. Nat Fife finished the game. Uh, coming in at number four were famously Nigel Lappin. The yes. 2003 grand final. Mm-hmm. Had the fitness test on grand final eve with Lee Matthews where he had to. So Lee Matthews was doing passes to Lappin who had to lead out. And while he was leading out, a player would tackle him from the side. Oh. And he had to do it 20 times. Yeah. 20 times to prove his fitness yeah. with two broken ribs. Mm. I'm not sure if that was helping. And Lee Matthews <laughs> did address that on front bar. This is what Lee Matthews revealed about that. From the previous week, yeah. and we discovered after the game, after the game it was that he had a slightly punctured lung. Oh, good. And I think the fitness test might have got him the slightly. <laughs> slightly, that was the word. Just slightly, slightly, just, just a little one. Yeah, what's the big deal? Yeah. Uh, coming in at number three, uh, Stephen May in the 2021 Grand yes. Final. Played with a torn hamstring. Yeah, he did. eight centimetre tear. Eight centimetre. Did he yeah, go into the extreme. game with that? Yes, he went mm. into the game. Yep. 
with a tear in his hand. Yeah, they kept that under wraps, didn't they? We Couldn't knew there was no. something wrong with him, but not that. We well, he heard it. He heard it in the prelim. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, good. didn't he even say to the doctor, "Don't show me the scans because I don't want to know how bad it is." <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's have a listen to Stephen May talking about this. So I didn't know until after the game, um, but it was a, it's a three, uh, grade three, so a 12-weeker. Um, and I'm, I'm going back in two weeks. All right, uh, coming in at number two, and, you know, you can't talk about injured players without talking about Darren Mullane. Broke his thumb in round 21. Played five, this is again under Lee Matthews, played five weeks, including a winning grand final with a broken thumb. I remember uh, this story because I was a Collingwood supporter. He would yeah. have it in a cast and they would take the cast off, break it to play, and then he would get it recast oh after the God. game. He did that for about five or six but, weeks in a row. Just, so he'd have it recast, replastered after every game and the week. And there's vision of him at training. You would have seen it, Joey, yeah. where he's just not even using his yeah. uh, left hand. Yep. Yeah. He's just bouncing the ball with one hand, marking with one hand, <laughs> yeah. and then for playing on the weekend. I don't know how many handballs, how many left-handed handballs he I had in his very stats. Few. <laughs> uh, very few. But coming in at number one, and you just can't go past this, Robert Dippier Domenico with a courtesy of a Gary Ablett Senior dog act in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing short of. Uh, busted his uh, punch in his lung, yep. and he said right after it happened, Buddha Hocking gave him another one as he came through. Oh. So gave him a little jab just to add to it. Yep. But he played out the game, an entire game, that 89 grand final. Amazing. With a punctured lung, rushed to hospital at the end of the game and spent nine days in hospital. Unbelievable. Nine Gosh. days. So Dipper is our number one player playing injured. Will there be a few playing injured uh, over the next there few weeks? There will be, Joey? absolutely. Stevie Johnson famously played, got yes. up in a grand final, looked like he was no chance. Did and a he fitness still, test around the block. Yeah, loves telling that story. In Hotton. There's players all the time, yeah, that play yep. play with injury. The stories come out post-grand final. Yes. Do, how hard is it to hide an injury these days? Um... I, don't know, I think players do. I think they can still hide it a little bit. Well, yeah. Stephen Mains was only a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 Paddy yeah. Cripps yeah. has got he, – he would have come out in the graph, grand final, how sore his ribs are at the moment. He plays with He's all He's playing with some cracked ribs. Playing with some padding uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, completely crazy. You take your hat off to all these very brave players. Yep. Uh, you do indeed. Easy to get injured on the day, though, isn't it? Because you've got a bit of adrenaline. Yes, that's right. But yeah. to go yeah. into a game injured. Mm. That's and, why Sam Doherty's going to be interesting with the shoulder. Yeah. What do you think? Yes. I mean, without knowing the yeah, I, medical ins and outs, but don't, yeah, got to be a big because test. he got, went back out there and you play. But again, when you have got the adrenaline and you want to mm, now yeah. have a week where it's going to cool down, it's going to probably swell up and yeah. it's going to be a 50-50 line and ball, it, and it can backfire. Phil Davis, remember he had the fitness test before the game of the two thousand and nineteen grand final. I think at Richmond that uh, backfired, so it can go both ways. They are high stakes decisions. Carlton have got a lot of big selection calls to make on that yeah, front. But if you want to get on this list, puncture a lung. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Joey, you've got some tips for us next. Yep. Okay. Thank you for operating on that. This is Triple M's Jet Set Legends with Joey J. Coming down the straight on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. They're at the gate. Flash, a horse with no name up on heels. Golden monkeys sniffing down their neck. for life, flying down the My knows everything broke well. It's Joey's Tips. <laughs> so they're not my tips. Yeah. This is courtesy of Jig Racing, jigracing.com. You can jump on seven-day free trial. He's going to be our man throughout the spring. Got us a winner. Actually got us a couple of winners last week. He's been in terrific form, so make sure you check it out. He's sent us through a couple of his best for this weekend. Of course, Flemington. We're back at headquarters. Group 1 Racing. 
the Maccabi Diva Stakes. Mr. Brightside, one of the best horses in the country, short price favourite. That will look to continue its form. But we're going to head to race eight. The Let's Elope Stakes is where we have a couple of tips. And there's a short price favourite in this called Amelia's Jewel. Now, this horse mm. is the best horse in Western Australia, Jay-Z. It's mm-hmm. come over here. And uh, it's a pretty exceptional horse. Now, that is the short price favourite and definitely the one to beat. And that's what uh, Jig is rolling with. But he says the real danger is number four, Cast. Now, you can get about 11 or $12. She's a quality mare that excels fresh. Each and every time we've seen her on the track, she's improved. So the suggested bet is to take Cast each way. Amelia's Jewel, number one, is the horse to beat. And just have a little Quinella between Amelia's Jewel, Cast, and wrote to Ataki, which is number six, six in the same race. So just have a little box quinella, one, four, six, but four is the each way play. And the two best of the weekend, because our man is uh, a Singapore expert. There's two today in Singapore. This race is at race three, three o'clock. Mountain Seco, number two. So race three, number two at Singapore into race 11, number four. That's the multi. You get about $4. We'll keep tabs on it, but that is the way to go this weekend. Race three, Singapore, number two, into race 11, number four, Lord's Command, all courtesy of Jig Racing. I like it when you go overseas, Joey. Yes, very, very good overseas. Not just uh, Melbourne. Uh, is Singapore your favourite player? Are you a Hong Kong guy as well? No, nah, you... just Singapore and Victoria. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. What about the Storm team? I was just about Melbourne. to say, we've spoken all morning about Carlton, but we've got to yep. give uh, the Storm oh, a little bit of their time. One last night, 18 to 13 over the Roosters, but it was a moment of magic late. So Cameron Munster kicks it over to, to the sideline. Will Warbrick flies from behind Joey, takes a screamer, <laughs> plunges the footy down over the line to send um, the Storm through. They play on Friday night against Penrith, the Panthers. So the Storm are through again. It was an absolute nail-biter. Cameron Munster, he is a big game player, this guy. Fantastic Mm. again for the Storm last night. So they are through. We love our Melbourne Storm. Did you see Christian Welsh in the press conference afterwards? What happened? No. So he's in the press conference and, and Bellamy's talking about, oh, the win and how good it was, blah, blah, blah. And then Welshie just, and we love Christian Welsh, he's a great fella, leans back in his chair and looks over to his mate who's over the side of the press conference, and he's like, out the D's go. And this is oh, all playing oh, out. Really? Oh, As Bellamy's right. talking, right, he leans back. <laughs> he's like, what? Because he's a big Melbourne fan. Out the D's go. And then his mate, he's going, mate, no good. They lost. And you see Welshie's reaction on oh, camera really? at that time. Right. And he, he, he lost. A joke. Oh, and just hangs his head, bows his head. It's an absolute ripper. Check out Melbourne Storm social and uh, Christian Welsh's social. He, he actually, I think he wanted the press conference delayed so he could watch <laughs> the end of the Demons Blues. He'll be listening to the show. He's a superstar. It's a bloody beauty. I love it. And a shout out to our man Lou Headley, the Aussie uh, punter, who debuted for the New Orleans Saints oh. last week. Opened his account. With a fifty-one yard punt right into the from the twenty-five to the twenty-five, he flipped the game as they right. say. He did well, so he came out of the blocks beautifully last week. The, for the New Orleans Saints, and they had a win as well. So he's not offering two for one deals anymore. And the so I don't think his barley tattoo shop. I'm not sure what the one latest is with that. Extraordinary stories, isn't it? Isn't it? So, so is the Aaron Rodgers story, by the way. Yeah, oh, oh, hard that. knocks. The big recruit to the New York Mate. Jets. Everyone got so excited. Achilles injury in the. First game. And how's the mass? $30 million for 75 seconds. Yes. Ooh. Man, and he's, it's, uh, it's 
and brutal when you see those clips of Aaron Rodgers you see uh, season highlights and it's just yeah, you can, him running. You can see it. He's calf, they do a slow mo. Calf or Achilles? Do we know that? It's Achilles. Achilles. American flag out onto the ground. Season highlights. It's the big nine eleven game, and he's the he's in a move. He's like some sort of superhero. And then twang. You can watch the play and you see the calf pop. Like you yeah. see it you see it vibrate almost or snap or whatever. Ugh, hey, for American sports fans, Scotty Pippen's going to be out here for the grand final. I saw that. Yeah. So As what's well. he doing? Is Larry he's, Kesselman or someone's brought him in? He's bringing him out, yes. Yeah. But he's going to be at the AFL official function at Crown, the lunch, mm-hmm. the oh. day before the grand final. Well, I'm going to that. Uh, so you might, I don't know if you'll get a bit of, the, the FaceTime is going to cost you a little bit. Joey, that's your only problem. Right. Is the price tag right? 50 mil? 50 mil? 50. No, I think No, you... no. I, I, the price I read was 1.3. Yeah, close. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, 50, not bad for an appearance. Well, I got sucked <laughs> into the headline. <laughs> um, hey, we've got uh, former Port Adelaide captain premiership player Dom Cassisi joining us next to preview this huge mm. semi-final at Adelaide Oval this afternoon or well, tonight. What time does it kick? Um, what's times bounce down? 7.20. Ad- yeah. It's, uh, it's yep, 6.50 not... here. 7.20 yes. in Adelaide, yeah. Um, Port V GWS at Adelaide Oval. We're going to preview that next with Dom Cassisi. This is uh, Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J, Kat and Limo. Across Melbourne, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey J, Kat, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. We are getting excited for the second semi-final tonight. Adelaide Oval, it is Port v GWS. And one man who's going to be covering it for Triple M is the former Port Adelaide captain and premiership player, Dom Cassisi, and he joins us on the line. Morning to you, Dom. How are you feeling about tonight? Yeah, a bit on edge, to be honest. <laughs> a bit on edge. It's a beautiful day over here, though, so it's going to be, um, it's perf- going to be a perfect night for footy, but yeah, a lot of the Port supporters are a bit sheepish this week, not knowing what's going to happen. And then obviously all the Crow supporters over here are lining up to rip into us if we go straight <laughs> set. So. <laughs> yeah, they're all jumping on board the Giants, aren't they? Why are you on edge? Tell us more. Oh, well, I think, you know, if you're a Port supporter, you've won three of the last eight. You got smashed in the first final. You got, you know, some sore players like Dixon's coming in after a long time out. Uh, Mackenzie's a little bit proppy. Marshall's sore. Like, it's just a little bit. Um, they haven't come in in the best form and, you just think, like, you know, you watched GWS last week and they're, they're on a bit of a roll the last few months. And um, they made St Kilda, who are pretty good defensively, they made them look pretty second-rate with, mm. with the way they were able to get through them. And that's probably one of the concerns for Port Adelaide at the moment, I reckon. They're pretty easy to score against. So you're sensing bad vibes, Dom. Is that <laughs> the feel over in Adelaide? Well, mate, I am. But, I mean, I don't know whether – this is what's still in my head in. I don't know whether I'm um, a little bit – you know, half glass empty to to just so I'm not um, just so I can deal with the loss a bit better or whether <laughs> bracing <laughs> whether, yourself. Yeah, exactly right. But um, but it's all you know what it's like though. When you finish top four and you lose the first final, it's a bit of a it's a little it's a fair bit to deal with. You know, the, mm. the pressure builds and um and obviously you know there was a lot of talk this year too about Kenny. Um, I think it was more than worthy of the contract extension. But now you know there's a, there's a section of people over here that were like, you know, you should have waited till the end of the season. So it's, just, it's all that stuff sort of brewing over here in this two-team town. We're speaking to Port Adelaide great Dom Cassisi and from one former power captain to another, Travis Boak named in the team on the wing. A lot of speculation about whether he would play, whether he'd be picked and whether he'll go on at the club uh, next year. Is the right call to play him, do you think, Dom? Oh, I think it is. I mean, um, he's, he's still his body's still good enough. You know, he's still covering the ground well. well. Um, and I, I do think you need a bit of leadership out there 
um, some experience out there in these big games. And if you look at Port's midfield, it is quite young. Um, you know, when you've got Rosie and Butters and Horn Francis out there, there's no harm in having someone out there that's been there before, can settle the troops a little bit. And one thing you know with Boki, he's going to give it all. So um, I, I think it's a pretty smart move by the club of just getting me out there and, and um, let, him, let, him, let him run loose. And, Dom, you said Port fans were a little bit sheepish this week. Has the sheepishness stopped them from buying tickets? Because I think only about 30,000 have been sold. Is that right? Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, I sort of just heard about that this morning, that they're um, sort of, um, I think Kenny's come out and sort of, uh, you know, promoting everyone to get out there and, and come and support the club. And, I mean, we've got, I think the club announced we've got 60,000 members, so I don't know what's going on. But, um, yeah, everyone should get to the game. It's going to be a beautiful night for footy, so... Um, you know, hopefully there's um, it's it's it, the Adelaide Oval. Um, as you know, when it's full of Port supporters, um, it could be a pretty daunting place for opposition teams. So you would have thought that everyone would get behind it. Oh, it's a semi-final. Get to the ground, people. Joey will be there. Week, Joey's flying from Melbourne to be there. <laughs> yep. Hey, um, he might be getting paid for Fox Footy, but he'll be there. <laughs> um, one of the questions always when playing the Giants is what to do about Toby Green. How do you think Port will tackle this tonight? Yeah. Um, Look, I think that's one of two ways. I reckon they either just put um, William Drew on him. He's Drew's really good at um, being able to, you know, stick to a task. And um, it's either I think it's either put him on him wherever he goes, um, or the other one might be like a Bergman or a Lockie Jones. So Port Adelaide will definitely put some time in him. It's just it's just a tough one when he goes forward because if you say to Drew, you know, go with him everywhere. Well, Toby Green takes you to the goal square. He might make. Drew look, you know, a midfielder, um, a little bit lost down there. So you might even see Drew have him in the midfield, and when he goes forward, one of the defenders sort of take him just to stop his influence up there. So, yeah, he's going to cause some massive concern support if he's on fire tonight. And is there an orange tsunami through the streets of Adelaide? Can you even move for a sea of orange fans wandering down Hindley Street, Rundle Mall, King William Street? Oh, look, I haven't. I'm, I'm staying away from it, to be honest. I, I haven't been down there, but um, yeah, that's a no. But look, there's been a bit of... <laughs> we don't lie on this show, Dom. <laughs> yeah, that's no, right. Hey, uh, we appreciate your time yeah. this morning, and and all the best with the call tonight on Triple M. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Cheers. Yeah, what, thank you, Dom. Pick, what do you think? Who? Willem Drew? Will he go to Cali in the in the middle? Yeah, or? I think Willem Drew will tag one of the midfielders. Yeah, and they, they've either got Ryan Burton's probably their number one defender, yes. or it might be like a Lockie Jones. But either way, it's it's an enticing match. I think Toby Green will be licking his lips tonight against that Port Adelaide defence that are the worst one on one defensive team in the competition. Mm. Yes. Hey, who was the GWS player that it was in, then former Crow that was encouraging all the Crows fans to put on orange? The Giants player. The Giants the player. Cooper Hamilton. I Cooper mean, Hamilton. Yeah, he did yes. a good little skit. It was very funny. It was, wasn't it? Even yeah. Tex Walker was saying during the week, he's going to the game and he'll be cheering on the Giants. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I love it. I like it. No, um, I think the Giants will win, Kath. I think the Giants will win. They, they are flying at the yeah, moment. They've got the most well-rounded game in the competition. They can beat you in a number of different ways. I just don't think Port Adelaide's defense will be able to hold up to the run and the firepower of the Giants. Yep. It's amazing yeah. if you would have told us, uh, you know, mid-season that the Giants oh. would probably be... I mean, it feels like the Giants are favourites for tonight uh, playing Port at Adelaide Oval. It's a pretty incredible story, isn't mm. it? Well, team, we've ticked off on uh, Port v GWS this afternoon or tonight with Dom Cassisi. I want to look ahead to Brisbane v Carlton next week, the first prelim final that is locked in. 
Uh, Joey, your early thoughts on this. We know how good the Lions are at the Gabba, undefeated this season. But Carlton, gee, they've got some some momentum at the moment. Yeah, they do. They have momentum and they're going to go there chock full of confidence. But I just think it's going to be very hard to beat a Brisbane Lions team that I feel are finally really ready to win a premiership. I think that they're the right age demographic. I think the final last week, Jay-Z showed us they don't have to rely on Lockie Neal anymore or one or two no. individuals. They're all stepping up. McCluggage played his best game or best final, certainly Cam Rayner. Rayner. Um, they've got other role players now playing important important um, parts in the team. So oh, Carlton will go there and they'll give themselves a chance. As I said earlier, anything can happen in a prelim. We know that. Charlie Curnow might get off the chain. Um, it might be a low-scoring game, but I just think it's going to be tough work to stop the Brisbane line. So I'm... I think Brisbane get the job done, but hopefully I would love to see Carlton win. So we saw Chris Fagan at the MCG last night. He was watching the game live. Do you think he'd be slightly uh, happy with the fact that it's Carlton and not Melbourne? Because we know the D's have played pretty well against the Lions. Yeah, I think psychologically, I reckon it's a little bit better for Brisbane to take on Carlton. I reckon maybe Melbourne just might have a little bit more... Some maybe a bit more doubts. I think Blues coming, they'll be confident that they can take care of business. Will uh, they predict some changes for us? Well, uh, Harry Mackay and Jack Martin will play. Michael Voss almost basically said so in the press conference, didn't he? So uh, I presume young Ollie Hollands is one that misses out. Um, the other one's going to be hard. Which which small forward do they drop? I think they probably have to drop one of them. So yeah. is it Fogarty? Yeah. Probably, probably not Motlop. He was pretty good last night. Maybe Fogarty over Owies. Owies, yeah. <laughs> so maybe Lockie Fogarty as well. But uh, Michael Voss mm. is very keen to get Harry Mackay in. And I think Jack Barton's really important. So a couple of big inclusions. I did think Tommy DeConing took his chance last night. Yeah. The spotlight was on him without Harry Mackay. I thought he was unbelievable. We'd spent the first half of the year talking about him, whether he'd signed the contract, whether he'd leave. St Kilda made a huge offer. Seen you were interested. Then last night, he was plucking balls out of the air like he was picking cherries. Like, he was an unbelievable game from this. this what about game. Harry Mackay's brother, Ben Mackay? Have you got any news on where he's going to yes, end up? Yes, he has been meeting with clubs over the past couple of weeks, been speaking about him uh, for a lot. We know uh, Sydney uh, are interested. I, I still am firmly in the camp that he heads to Essendon. I think he's wearing a red and black jumper. I think. Um, Is it true they've tabled him a pretty big deal? They have given him, um, but it's not irres- not an irresponsible um, offer. I think it's it's increased. I think it's up near the eight hundred thousand dollar mark for Benny Mackay. They can't for lose. Six years. Yep, they can't lose Brandon Zerk Thatcher. Exactly. Yep. In from their defence yep. and not get Mackay. Yep. So yep. I think that Benny Mackay will be an Essendon player, barring a um, a um, something extraordinary. Late Sydney have had a crack. They're interesting. I mean, John Longmire would be headless because they missed out on Tommy Brass. They might miss out on Benny Mackay. They desperately need some defensive mm. reinforcement. So where they go will be an interesting one to follow. Where's Brody Grundy going to finish up? I think he. I think he does head to Sydney. Yeah, I think that deal so is done. Will he? Will he be getting paid by three different clubs yep. next year? Yes. Yes, I believe he could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that he's going gonna to have to employ a bookkeeper to yeah. up to speed with all <laughs> As long as the money's coming in. Yeah. Um, I take my hat off to Brody. The way he's carried himself over the past couple of weeks, we're watching him in the rooms last night. He's done a totally under the spotlight. I think he's carried himself with absolute class. I think he'll be a Sydney player next year. And um, he will have a bit on the liver. I reckon Brody Grundy yeah. next year. A point to prove. Hey, when I saw the news about Shane McAdam requesting a trade, I yep. thought, geez, Crows fans wouldn't be too happy about this. Uh, what do Adelaide want for him? Yes, so there has been a bit of talk over the past couple of weeks, and even probably longer than that, that Tomlinson and Harms were the two disposable players at Melbourne. I think we can take this a bit further. I think they'll be targeting 
Harrison Petty, or maybe even Tommy Sparrow would be the would be the younger, more prime players that Adelaide will target in this trade negotiation. You think Melbourne, Joey, would be pretty reluctant to let either of those no chance, go? No chance they're yeah. getting those players for Shane McAdam. That is that it's a negotiation. You've got to start mm, no high. Way. So Tommy Sparrow and Harrison Petty, I think, will be the first players they inquire about. Melbourne might bat them away, but it'll be interesting. They're not that interested in the draft pick in the McAdam swap. Right. I think they are more interested in a player to help Adelaide. Um, jump into the top eight. They were a high-scoring team, the Crows. Is it the back end? Is it what, what do you think? Where would they be looking from a needs perspective, yeah, that I'm, back half? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they would be thinking. Maybe maybe someone like a James Harms or a James Jordan, another sort of big-bodied midfielder, just to help out with Rory Laird and, and Jordan Dawson in there, a senior body that might just help as the kids come along. I love trade talk, and it's only going to get um, oh, more boy. and more intense, isn't yes. it? The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. I want to go first. Quick little story. This is a true story that happened last weekend. Super Rules Grand Final over at your way in the Essendon League. So yep. the over 35s, mm. they just have 20 minutes flat. So there's no time on. The, the clock doesn't stop. <laughs> Team got in front by four points with 44 seconds to go. The clock's ticking down. A nine-year-old boy whose dad's playing for the other team goes and gets the footy because yeah. you have to rush it back out there, yes. runs onto the field to yeah. kick the ball back into the middle. Yeah. As he's running on the field, one of the players from the team that's in front goes and tackles the nine-year-old boy <gasps> no. to stop him. True story. To stop him getting the ball back <laughs> oh. in the middle of the ground. It's being investigated. What? One of the over 35s tackled a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> True story. Super rules. Give me a spell. Give oh. me a spell. <laughs> wow. How's that? That did is that, did a blue in, Was there a blue? No, it there? wasn't. But, it, but it, the game ended a bit flat, to Jeez. be fair, off the back of that, because there was no time left for the uh, other team to have a chance to win. <laughs> Give me a spell of the year, nominee. Yeah. I mean, also, you could look at the flip side. It is over 35s. What's a nine-year-old doing on the ground? <laughs> Bring in the ball. Watching his dad. Yeah. I don't know that give me a spell to top that. I got one. I got one. I okay. might not top it, but I got one. Mm. Um, my bin lid is broken. There's been some bin lid vandalism in my street, and I don't right. know whether the Garbo did it, whether the, 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 the trick. Oh, you yeah. think they've been a bit rough? Well, what's happened? We need to go McCluedo to, to Cluedo to find out what who broke oh, our bin lid. Very hard to wheel without having access to it's that little handle. It's got to be the bin man. I mean, who, who goes on, on the streets and like, oh, oh. want to cause a bit of a ruckus? I'm going to go for the bin lids. No, it's your bin man. He lives in the rough neck of the woods, <laughs> Anything's Anything's possible. <laughs> uh, Give me a spell. Uh, you need to dust the bin lid for Prince, Jason. <laughs> See what you can work out. Give me a spell. We've got two weeks of school holidays. Mm. Yeah, yesterday, my son's school, they finish an hour early. Yes. It's like what? You've, you're about to have two weeks off, and now you want to add an hour to it. Yes. I'm a big supporter of our teachers, trust me. But that Dad could have really enjoyed another hour on the couch yesterday, but I had to get up, and now <laughs> I'm going to spend two weeks Googling things to do with a seven-year-old <laughs> in Melbourne. Yes. We're going. To, we're doing iFly tomorrow. Oh, nice. You know the skydiving thing? Yes, oh. that's happening to me. Oh, you can do it from age of three. Mm. Uh, that one's anyway. I'm taking the, I'm taking the yeah. young fella there. That's day one. Sorted. <laughs> Your dead set legend. Triple M's dead set legend of the week. Four and 20. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. Mate, you are a legend. Just a quick one. Novak Djokovic winning the US Open last week. 24 Grand Slams now equal Margaret Court. The all-time great. 
it's getting hard to argue with. I know people love Nadal, but yeah, Roger still Federer. There are some people that have that view, but yeah, it's hard to dispute now that he is the goat. You are dead set legend, Ing Novak Djokovic. Yep. Mm. He is one of the. Doesn't the dead set legend of the week have to be likable? A good bloke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cannot warm to him. He is one of the great oh. flogs of all time. Well, that Novak fell a little bit flat, didn't yes. it, Joey? I, I knew it wasn't going to be popular, but he deserves a mention on this show. Can I quickly plug as well an exhibition uh, that's on at the moment? Yes. Plug away. An artist called Graham Miller, mm-hmm. born in Hong Kong, grew up in Perth, and he's recreated a bunch of old school footy cards from the 1970s. Oh, and cool. he's done them all himself. And he, they look exactly like the original footy cards. It's a hilarious and brilliant exhibition. It's on at Linden New Art in uh, St Kilda for the next month. If you love your footy and a bit of nostalgia, get down there and check well, it out. Hey, that's day two of school holidays sorted. Oh, yeah. Another little activity for you. <laughs> 12 days Good weekend, go. everyone. Yes. I'm going yes. to go. I'm off go. my road. Have fun, Joey. Uh, Saturday Rubs up next. It's been Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Joey J, Kath and Lemo. That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Brought to you by Sportsbet. With Sportsbet's AFL Same Game Multi Tracker, you can keep track of your Same Game Multi all in the one place. Download the Sportsbet app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. These legends will be back next week. It's like Adele Santo Montana once <laughs> back in the day. <laughs>